First off, uh, all uh, all eyes on me kind of feels like a natural progression from your from your last TP views from outside my bedroom window, and uh, with you going as far as to even add like a transition from the end of views into the intro track. Uh, so I'm wondering, were there any lessons that you learned in the creation of views from outside my bedroom window that informed the way you worked on all eyes on me? I definitely got a better vocal mix, mm. like because I like I love the vocals on views. But like, I don't know, I didn't really know what a compressor was <laughs> until like a few months ago. Yeah. Okay. Let's fill, let's fill in the audience right now. What is a compressor? Cause I still don't know. So basically it takes the lows and brings them up. Like lows is in frequencies or like lows is in volume? Volume. volume okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Low volume brings it up and then the high volume brings it down. So it's all kind of like the same. It's a really obvious improvement in my opinion on both like the mastering and then also I think your singing just got a lot better between views and all eyes on me. Uh, so I'm wondering like how do you look back on like your older material to stuff like as long ago as even like maybe even like butterfly butterfly kisses? A lot of them I don't like. I don't like a lot of my old songs. The one butterfly kisses I still really like that song even though it's just like I don't know it like radiates like I made this in my bedroom. Obviously I made views and all eyes on me in my bedroom but like I, like i learned and i progressed but like that song right there is just like i i did i made that in my bedroom even the beat like was just a ukulele mm -hmm. like i sampled me like hitting it a bunch <laughs> like there was a dr pepper can in there <laughs> fuck yeah but like other stuff you're not that big of a fan of though because i know you're not that big of a fan of strawberry summers anymore yeah I wish me and Dylan could have done Dirty Dan better. Mm, really? I love Dirty Dan. And then, um, although there are quite a few similarities um, between uh, Views and All Eyes on Me, one significant difference between the two's production is that um, All Eyes on Me has a lot more guitars featured in it. So I'm wondering, like, what caused you to lean more in that direction versus the more electronic influence stuff you did on Views and whatnot? I bought my niece a guitar for Christmas. Six months go by, seven months go by, and it's just still at my house. <laughs> it's in my dad's room. Like she would go in there and play it sometimes, but like I expected her to like take it home or anything. And then just kind of, she just kind of forgot about it. So now it's in my room. I just took it. Like it's mine. I bought it, you know, like if she ain't gonna use it, I'll use this shit. Like, you know? I just wanted to make more guitar things. Like obviously Fishmonger is like a huge inspiration to me. So like, I was like, oh, guitar? I want to do that as well. <laughs> and then considering how much uh, natural instrumentation is featured on the EP, it made me think um, you have the pretty unique experience of uh, being in marching band all throughout high school. So I'm wondering, like, how do you think being in that environment for so many years influenced the way you make music now? Being just like around music, like because like fourth grade, literally to my freshman year of college, like before I like stopped going. I didn't realize it was that long. I thought it was just high school. Holy shit. Not for marching band. I'm, I'm I meant for like specific yeah, marching band in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, no goddamn way I'd be in there. Like just being around such like a community of people. I feel like it was a good transition from like that community to like this community kind of deal. And considering views only came out about like seven months ago and you've been dropping pretty consistently since then, um, I'm wondering, would you say like your creativity comes in like sporadic like bursts here and there, or would you say it's more like concerted like effort, like a day in day out sort of thing for you? Both kind of, but more on the side of like, yeah, creative spurts. Like there's, there are like sessions of time throughout the year, just randomly. I'll just like learn one thing or I'll like get a plugin, like one plugin, like for views, it was portal. I literally got portal and that was it. I made views right after like bittersweet was the first song. And I was like, oh yeah, this, yeah. And then I kind of like drain out like all of the uses that I find like just at that time. But I like could also implement them into other, other 
like other beats. Right. So what do you think are like some pros and cons of having like a more like sporadic, like a huge like spike in, in like interest and then like a sort of like slow gradual fall off until the next spike? Being able to be super proud of my music, like mm -hmm. whenever I make something super cool and one of those like creative spurts, like I'm super, super excited. It's just nice, you know, like to be able to be like, yeah, I made that. A big con I feel like is like whenever you're not in the creative spurt and you just like want to be in it and you just try so hard like day after day to like make something super cool you get down on yourself mm -hmm. it's not cool back when back when views came out and like we had like views fest and all that stuff and i remember we had like a conversation where i asked you like okay now that you have views out you can like slow down you can chill for a bit like are you excited to just sort of like take a break for a little bit and you're like no, fuck no i want to get right back into it like super quickly um but i understand like you had kind of like a roadblock for a minute where you didn't actually work on all eyes on me for a while so i'm wondering like how did you eventually break through that barrier and begin work on it again. To be honest, I listened to CBD by Breakins. Mm. When the day it dropped, it came out and I was like, oh, this this is sick. And then I was like instantly inspired. And then I made All Eyes on Me literally that night. Chronically Online was first. I made that in like October. And then I made I Do, Wishlane wanted on it, CBD by Breakers came out, I made the song All Eyes on Me. Kind of a little bit after that, I made Insomnia and Swayze is just like, the fuck the goat you know like i like i, I don't know yeah nobody works faster than swayze not even the literally devil. He, he got that shit done done in like maybe three two three hours once you did break through that barrier like at what point did you decide like okay this is finished i can get this released because i feel like that's something a lot of our friends struggle with it's like they make something great and they're like okay i'm gonna keep whittling away at this and it's like no like put it out like when did you decide that it was done i decided when it was done pretty much whenever i like finished all eyes on me the song was like that was it for me. Like, I was like, I'm going to work on this like super hard. I worked like three days or three or four days straight on it. And then I would like stop for a couple days and then go back to it. Cause I was like, I wanted on a feature on it. But at the same time, like it was a super personal song. I might as well do it myself. And so one night I, it was like a Niz stream, left the Niz stream and was like, yeah, I'm finishing this verse right now, literally actually. And then I wrote the verse in like 30, 35 minutes, recorded it, like tweaked it a whole bunch. And then I was like, okay, yeah, this is done because all the other songs were done already. And um, I was okay. I was gonna tell you. I was gonna tell you this yesterday, but I decided to keep it for the interview. Um, I actually, pl I played. I told you that I played. Um, what was it? It was chronically online and all eyes on me from my parents. They both really enjoyed them, but I played the full thing for them later. And like, I I played it for them because I th I think it's like I think most would agree it's a pretty agreeable. EP. There's not really like I'm. I didn't expect them to be like, oh, this is too much auto tune or anything like that. So I was wondering like, like what they were thinking about it, and I was really surprised because my dad was like, yeah, I really like this, but I don't like how distorted the bass is. And I was like, I, it was just weird because I didn't even consider that as like something that somebody could take issue with. Like I was just like, oh, okay, the bass is distorted. That's just okay, whatever. So I'm wondering, like, have you ever run in these in any sort of like comments like that or like weird things like that when you're showing your music to like friends or family or just anybody else outside of the community? Not for real. Like I pretty much only show my music to like people in the scene. Like like how you were like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like they probably aren't thinking about it either for real. I really wasn't even thinking about it either. I didn't think the bass was distorted for real, like at all. Like it is definitely. Wasn't there like a period like a while back when I think was like your mom listening to like bittersweet or something like that and you like heard it in the kitchen or something? Dude, no, it wasn't even bittersweet. It was fucking um my dad was listening to it in his room. He was watching the I Spy video mm. and was like, Yeah, this Swayze guy got too much auto tune. I was like, 
That's like, what? So on the topic of I Spy, just before you dropped uh, All Eyes on Me, you dropped I Spy with Swayze. Um, and alongside alongside it, you dropped your second ever music video. And having two music videos under your belt isn't something a lot of artists of your size can say. So I'm wondering, like, how have you found, like, stepping in front of the camera and performing like that? Do you ever get, like, any sort of anxiety or, like, don't know what to do with your hands or anything like that? Or Yes. <laughs> the whole time, I was just like... I decided not to cry today. I'm sorry for myself. You know, like I like what like what am I doing? But I mean, like, was having Briss there for the shoot on Down Astronomical any help with that or like super dope to see him, but you know, like with meeting anybody, like in for the first time, it's just gonna be kind of weird. We definitely had like the first like day to just kind of like chill out. So like that was sick. Instead of just like I got there, we instantly started shooting. I got there, we chilled, we had Bojangles, shout out Chris. It was definitely more comfortable than just hiring some like random local to film it. And then uh, apart from your main body of work, you also have a pretty prolific alt account called Shambamba on which you have more than half an hour of ciphers uploaded. Uh, so I'm wondering, <laughs> could you take us through all the lore and how each of those ciphers were made starting with the first one? Hold on, I gotta, I gotta go to SoundCloud. Well, before that, there was a a song on river's page shout out river i don't think they even go by river anymore holy shit i haven't talked to them in so long it's called the psychedelic heartbreak we made that in the overcast server and uh we were just kind of like in vc and she had made this beat based off of uh pixie sticks by me like one of like the first songs that i have on my soundcloud page and so i was like that's so nice thank you and they're like do you want to work on it with me and i was like yes just one thing led to another people just kept joining this like the vc river and i would be like hey you want to be on this song and they'd be like yeah and so we got like five or six people on it i i, I think they might have deleted it off of soundcloud i can't really find it this is i'm guessing more than a year ago so yeah oh yeah and then the next day there was a hive mind stream somebody's song was played and they were the whole chat was like yeah the bird's too loud like that was like the only thing in the chat so we we're like, we don't think the birds are loud enough. Matter of fact, we're gonna make a song about it. That was when the bird cipher was born. And it was just the same thing. Like we would just be in VC. I'd be streaming my DAW and then anybody that joined, hey, do you wanna be on this song about birds? And so there were just like so many bird puns. And I have the list here. Shout out Dylan, River, Prentice, Yubi, Miko, Days, Swayze, Understatement. Wait, Prentice was on it? Quicksilver, Pump Dates, and Buttermaker. Yes, bro. Wait, Prentice was on it? What the fuck? Yes, bro. Prentice like just joined VC. It was like, yo, what's up, guys? And you're like, hey, you want to be on this song about birds? And bro's like, yeah. Yeah, we had Love Thy Neighbor. Somebody in VC was just talking about like, hey, let's make a scam rap song. But instead of scamming people, we're just going to say nice things. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, sure. This sounds like a really Swayze idea. Is this Swayze that's that proposed <laughs> this or... I actually am unsure. Some iconic lines from that one was like Deskrat saying, bitch trying to fuck, but she used plastic straws. <laughs> like something about USDA label. I'll put the lyric on screen right now. I forget what it is, but these will all be linked in the description. But yeah, and then after that, I'm pretty sure we had the the one that sort of kicked it off for real. And tell us how Shake Shack happened. It was just like another thing where it was like, this, let's just make a scam rap song. So like we got all their verses and then like Corey hits me up and was like, hey, Login wants to be on this song. I was like, yeah okay yeah sick shout out for us it's pretty much history we just kind of like just kept asking people if they wanted to be on it and how many people are on it total aren't there like 34 or something 
Whoa, no. There's like there's 17. So basically. Okay, yeah, basically. How do you guess like half? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm thinking of I'm thinking of some of the later ones, but with Shake Shack, uh, soon after that we had I think the Niztopia Love Cipher. And that was for Niz's what birthday? He was turning Niz's 24th. And that's just about love and dystopia and how great he is and how much he like grandfathered the entire scene and all that. So literally. Yeah. And then we have I'm counting apples and bananas. How about apples and bananas? Yeah. What? Yeah. That is definitely a cipher. I think it started off. I was like, Dylan, I'm going to put you on a trap metal beat. Like you were just in VC. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to send this trap metal beat to you. And he was like, what? <laughs> no, like, I don't even. I was like, yep, you're going to experiment today. Like he didn't really even have an option. I like made that like first 808 pattern i was like actually hold up this is kind of sick and so then i asked other people if they wanted to be on it and then it just kind of went up from there swayze dylan mako ghost social nightquake Sudbath, kai plural band shout out plural band shout out plural bands yeah and how what was your reaction the first time you heard swayze did swayze just like not tell you he was gonna do apples and bananas as the as the nope. hook just what not did you what was your reaction when you first heard it bro i was so hyped dude what that shit was crazy i got apples and bananas come on slight deviation but how about the fnaf cypher i know you don't have the fondest memories of that one i had an idea to sample uh the living tombstone five nights at freddy's song and it was going pretty well and then i just like was not about it anymore like halfway through people were recording their verses i didn't really want to say anything i was just like yeah i'm not about it anymore yeah i remember i sent my verse and i was just like hey can you do like this and you're like no and then you just start and then we just posted it yeah and then i think arguably the biggest one maybe not but uh then we had shit piece after that you want to explain the lore for that one so rory motherfucking felton mm -hmm. decided it'd be a swell idea to i think go into like spotify's api i don't even know if that's the correct Accurate. it is yeah, yeah yeah and like any person that had uploaded music could be like bought as an nft and that's not fucking cool without their consent without their consent yeah exactly maybe. without their consent so we made how many that one i think has 34 right yeah that one has 34 and in the title it says features aren't in the description there are 34 of them tag yourself please because i just tweeted it out i was like hey fuck this guy we're gonna make a fucking cypher on it if you looked up an artist's name they got automatically added to the to the database so i remember i remember i went on the website back when hit piece was actually live um i went on it and i typed in like ariana grande and it said like generating ariana grande nft i was like dude this guy is fucked there's so many and i think there are still like ongoing lawsuits about that shit because it was like without artist consent taking their music and uploading them as nfts and anybody could buy them the thing is is that it wasn't even an nft you could just use your credit card so it was literally just a scam. They weren't NFTs. Okay, do you want to explain the, the lore for the bell pepper cipher? Basically, 4CF tweeted, I fucking hate bell peppers. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, that like sparked outrage. I'm going to say this now. I like bell peppers. I'm on the bell pepper hate cipher just because I kind of thought the beat was crazier. Like shout out Animos. But the Kari Bond prod. And also I like joined their server because I was like neutral. Cause like I joined the lovers server and they're like, you want to be on the server? I was like, nah, like I think I might chill off this one. I, I joined the haters server. I joined VC cause there was like so many fucking people in there. I was like, this is where everybody's at right now. Like what the fuck? And I joined 4CF stream and he like instantly stops it. Rory and Sudbath, like they're like, yeah, we're about to give you a swirly. And I was like, what dude? <laughs> like they were like bullying me, but like on discord, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, what do you want? I was like, I want to, I want to hear the song. And they were like, you have to tweet, I hate bell peppers if you want to hear this song. And I was like, okay, I don't give a fuck. I like, I listened to it and I was like, okay, like this, this is kind of sick. And so then I was anti bell pepper for a day, but I'm like, I, 
I'll enjoy a bell pepper every now and then. Right. Okay. Well, glad to hear that you switch up so quickly on your friends, but not like it, it was, it was, it was really funny because I heard that there were ciphers happening, but I thought they were just like randomly dropping. But then it was really funny because they were like, you have until midnight to drop these ciphers. And it like became like a race to finish them. Poor Nemos was fucking adding in everybody's vocals with like, like, three minutes left on the clock and it was hilarious but yeah the bell pepper killer bell pepper lover cypher was insane and may i add hmm. you you talking about oh it's nice for it's oh you switch it up all your friends Noah, do you want to talk about your verse real quick right okay okay so i joined the bell pepper killers side and the bell pepper lovers because originally i was just like this beef is fucking stupid. Like I wasn't, I wasn't pro or anti pepper. I was just anti this fucking argument because it was stupid and I was just making fun of it. And then I listened to a part of the bell pepper killer cipher and I thought it was good. Like I, everybody like did well and it was when it was like half finished and they had like half the features on it. And then I heard the bell pepper lover cipher and I thought it was also good. And I thought it was when it had like half the features on it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And I was going back and forth on which side to pick. And then I just realized that for all the cipher verses that I've done in the past, I've never like done it seriously. And all the verses I've heard so far on either side are just bell pepper puns. That shit's going to get boring after how many minutes of however many minutes people do it for constantly. So I was like, okay, what side can I make fun of more? So I decided that I can make fun of the side with, you know, Joey talking all that shit and screaming in all of his songs when he's five foot five and Sudbath who looks like a bisexual Billy Ray Cyrus and all these other people. And I, and like, the thing is I spared you, bitch. I don't want to hear any lip from you considering I was heavily considering making fun of you. But then I was like, I fucking love Austin and any bars I'm going to like make fun of Austin. And I'm just going to be like, I love you, Austin. But then like an underhanded, like compliment basically. So I was just like, okay, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to skip Austin. I'll skip over Austin. Then I like made fun of people who aren't even on the song like is Sweeney, Sweeney and soon just aren't yeah. on the song at all. And I still Talk made, straight. yeah, I, I thought, cause I thought they were, they were in the discord server and I was like preemptively like, okay, they haven't recorded their verses yet, but I'm going to make fun of them. So when they do record their verses, but there were like 50 people on each server, but there were 20 in the bell pepper killer side that just didn't hop on the song. And then, um, on the topic of contributing to projects alongside other artists, a while back, you pretty bluntly tweeted that you're awful at doing features so i'm wondering like what difficulties do you find in hopping on other people's stuff more than your own i don't know i feel like since i've been producing for so long it's so hard to like get on other people's beats if i were to send somebody a beat and they were to ask for a feature i feel like i would be able to do that but just like i always make beats like with my vocals in mind whether or not like i put them on it and then with uh shambamba considering how much overlap there is between the stuff you post on there and the stuff you post on main sometimes i'm wondering has there ever been an instance where like you begin a song planning to drop it on shambamba but then you realize oh this should get posted on main or like vice versa yeah actually most of uh, all eyes on me was on shambamba originally they were just like songs that i had started out made in like an hour and a half two hours just like kind of upset just like i need to make music right now type shit like i do chronically online the bonus song dread i made all those in like an hour and a half two hours i found the project files and i like expanded them like i showed lane i do like the original version where it's just me like there's no like crazy second half like it's like it ends like right where lane would come in and he was like yeah i want on this really badly and i was like yeah okay bet so yeah you were just all all of them pretty much on shambamba first that's really fucking interesting and i'm sure hearing that from lane was a was a, a hell of a compliment considering lane doesn't really hop on people's shit unless he really likes unless it. yeah exactly it was 
it was really nice. Alongside your solo music and Shambamba, you've also contributed a lot of work uh, to a collective you founded with Swayze, VAT. Um, and I'm sure you're no stranger to the debate surrounding like the rate at which new collectives spawn. Like a lot of people are, think there's too many of them, but a lot of people think like we shouldn't be discouraging collaboration. Considering your experience in like Animal Records, Demon Pop, and VAT, what do you think? Where do you think you fall on that spectrum? I feel like I'm in a solid middle. Like I feel like there definitely are too many collectives, but at, like at the same time, why discourage collaboration? Like exactly what you said. Like if they're fired, like they're fired. I'm wondering, like, have there have you like learned any lessons specifically with like the artist may vary album and everything like that, in like keeping a collective going and running through VAT? That shit is hard. <laughs> that shit is hard. Because mm -hmm. like whenever I proposed the idea for the album, I wasn't like in a crazy good headspace. Like I was kind of like down at the time but i was like oh okay this is kind of a cool idea i don't know if i came up with it i think somebody else might have came up with it so i don't want to like take their credit shout out whoever that was i don't remember <laughs> somebody came up with that idea and so like and came to me about it and i was like talking about it in in the server and they were just kind of like memeing on it like joking about it like kind of like not taking it very seriously and i was like so pressed at that point i was like yeah okay then bet i'm gonna dip because i don't want to deal with this shit it ended up like not being that way obviously the album came out everything was super sick like we made that shit in like a week such a good time like nonetheless uh beyond music i've noticed you've been going pretty hard on tiktok recently and in the past year or so we've like seen an increasing push for like artists to become content creators more and more as like opportunities open up through stuff on through stuff like tiktok so i'm wondering like what do you think are some pros and cons of that line between like artist and content creator being increasingly blurred i feel like some pros would be like there are definitely more like people being able to see your art you don't have to be in this big studio with this big like label push like you could literally just be a dude in your room just making videos but i feel like a, definitely a con would be just like severe burnout because you can burn yourself out so quickly doing that yeah i i kind of get both sides because it's like on one hand maybe like never if they have a tiktok blow up it's like okay that's like however many hundred thousand or like a more than a million people seeing your stuff that wouldn't have seen it prior so that's huge but at the same time it's like i mean not to say like nobody does but i feel like a lot of people don't want to like finish a great song and the first thought that pops into their head is like okay i have to make a tiktok out of this so like i have to find a, i have to find some way to market this basically which like i mean has always kind of been the case with the music industry it's nothing different it's just if anything think it's easier now that you have like oh i can open my phone and do it versus like you know figure out some other way to advertise it maybe 10 years ago but i i get both sides of it on the topic of social media in researching people for the interviews i usually scroll through their twitters to find stuff they're interested in but uh you have 41,000 tweets so i got to like june of 2020 and then just like gave up but that does raise the question like considering how much you use the platform what do you think are some of your like biggest twitter pet peeves whenever people like market like their song and it's like this is my last song ever i'm quitting music like it doesn't have to be like this blown up thing especially when you're kind of like a smaller like if i were to be like yeah all eyes on me is my last drop ever go run it up like come on dude are you not a fan of like the the pushing pre-saves on twitter sort of thing attitude that's been popping up a lot recently or no no, I'm definitely a part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, you do it in like inventive ways. The thing I appreciate about the stuff that you do is like, guys, check out how to like like the like the the black ops thing <laughs> or like the like just editing it into like different like clips and stuff like that. I feel like people that just like throw presets. Like, if you're gonna make something, make a piece of like funny, entertaining content mm -hmm. out of it rather than just 
but I feel like that's just like an effective way to market your stuff in general is to like make it like a piece of like content that is enjoyable on its own. That's what I do with like the Twitter videos that I post, like the Instagram real videos things. For that Black Ops 2 video, shout out Kai for editing it and as well as Billsbury, Joe Boy and Silent with two eyes. I was literally deafened like watching a stream and Kai just hit me up and was like, yeah, I'm going to need a voiceover. And I was like, for what? He's like, I'm gonna make a pre-save video for you. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> What's up? And then no matter how many new artists you discover, it seems like there's always going to be a hundred more you wish you found sooner. So if you could pick a handful of artists to put our listeners onto right now, who'd you pick? I have came prepared. <laughs> you got a list? Okay, first, my husband, <laughs> Swayze Asterisk. I feel like I call people, I call too many people to go. Like, I, they're obviously good. When it comes to greatest of all time, literally Swayze Asterisk. He can do anything. I swear to God. Anytime anybody's like, oh yeah, like I'm kind of looking for a feature. I just add Swayze. Swayze could do it in like so quickly. And it's so good. Literally every time I've never heard a bad Swayze song. Yeah, there is no such thing as a bad as a bad verse from Swayze. Oh, love that man. And then... This isn't an artist, but I just wanted to shout out Dystopia. I love that man with all my heart. I mean, he is an artist. He's got like one and a half songs. I feel like a, a solid three and one third. If you include all the, like the Aziz verses. Right. Go social. Mm-hmm. Goat social. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I gotta stop calling people the goat. But Gabby is really fucking good and I love them to death. Bond Dot. One of the first people that I had met through the Overcast server. So talented. Needs to drop more music. And I love him. And he just opened up for Flo Millie in his at his college. Oh, sorry, I think you mean Flo Millie closed for him. That's such oh, a crazy yes. thing. Yeah. Yes, of course. Flo Millie closed for Bond. Isn't that crazy? Gotta shout out Ducku. Mm -hmm. She just dropped the craziest song, Oh to Be a Goldfish. Like that song has been on repeat. It is so good. And then we got Cryad from Double O Click. They are so talented. One of the last songs they dropped, there was like time signature switches. And like I do not hear that often in music that I listen to now. So whenever I hear it, I'm just like yes like i need to incorporate that more like it makes me inspired and then we got pink mouse slash genghis insane prod like and they also have one song that i want out so badly it was in their daria core fest set they know which one it is if they're watching this right now they literally know which song I yeah i think I, I talked to them i talked to them about it um when we met up in chicago i told them about it and i think they mentioned that they're not sure where the project file is but i know i, I literally like go back and listen to it and reply about the same song every time and they told me in the comments they were like yeah i think i lost a project file for it i'm so upset and then we got great milk from the last user fest i think undertale fan 1994 put baby in their set and ever since like i was addicted to that song and then they dropped an album with baby on it and all the other songs on it are just so good the production is actually like breathtaking and like it made it inspires me so much i, I got Pretty much all of Gorset, you know, like pretty much all of them are insane in their own individual ways and as like a collective of people. They're like so Yeah, they're a really fucking stacked roster, yeah. And then there's this uh one UK band that I found, don't even know how, called Marketplace in all caps. So, oh wait, no, I like one day I was like searching music videos and sorting by today and there was this song and the video was like so low budget that it was just charming and the song was so good and then uh despite how much of your of your catalog is self-produced i'm sure there's plenty of people you still want to work with so i'm wondering what are like some of your dream collabs whether in like the realm of vocals or in the realm of production <sighs> i also got another list mm, okay yeah you studied yeah i know you watch all the interviews so you know i asked these three these uh, last three questions every interview i like went through like pretty much my entire like spotify likes from the past like five years and i could only really come up with like people in this community it's kind of odd 
But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's who I want to work with. Like, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, like, there's a lot of fucking incredibly talented people in the scene. I don't expect everybody to be like Kanye West and like all that shit. So, yeah, go for it. So, first up, underscores. Mm-hmm. You knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Probably half the people in the comments knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody anybody watching who has talked to me for like maybe five minutes knows I, underscores is like the biggest inspiration to me. Breakins. Come on. Eric DOA. I don't really know what we would do, but I really want to work with him anyway. Tor. Searsha Dream. We got Monty PK. Also, Elijah Who. And then uh, finally, I'm really, really excited for what you have going um, into 2022. So I'm wondering, like with your second P in the uh, second ep in the books what are you looking to accomplish this year singles i i was so excited to make another ep after fuse and then i made it and now i'm chilling i'm vibing i just want to make like one-off silly like not necessarily silly but like i just want to do like more one-off shit i also like was low-key thinking about making like a joint austin with a y shambamba project <laughs> but like that's like later 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 like i want to evolve shambamba more just singles I'm chilling on projects right now. Awesome. Okay. All right. Um, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with me today, bestie. Thank you. I love you.